0: Hey, church, welcome to uh, the fourth week of our James study here in Beyond Sunday. Glad you could join us. Uh, Pastor Steve, great job this weekend. Thank you. Digging into uh, the back half of chapter two of the book of James. So let's dive right in because um, I love the, these verses. This is, this is a fun topic for me, and it's actually we're touching on, I think, one of the more confusing topics in the Bible of the idea of faith and works and how do they work together? How do they not work together? Um, I think it's been confusing. Actually, churches have broken apart and whole denominations have formed because of disagreement around how to approach, approach this text in James and then other texts from Paul. And so I want to get right into that issue. And I'm, I'm going to share some of my thoughts and then you can just respond. Okay, and uh, it might be interesting. And so you for have your phone, to so like
1: when you're bored, you're going to be texting people. Yes, I will absolutely. Okay. No, actually,
0: I didn't memorize the scripture, so I have to look at it. Oh wow, well, you're not very spiritual. <laughs> um, so, the confusion comes from some of the things that Paul wrote, specifically in Galatians and Romans, mm-hmm. um, and elsewhere about um, we're saved by faith alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Romans three twenty eight says, "For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law." Right. And then we read what our, our verse this weekend was in James, and he seems to say the, like the reverse of that, almost contradicting that in a way on the surface. We believe mm-hmm. he's not. He's not. Not even close. But that's, how, that's what's confused people a lot.
1: Yeah, the because they didn't that. read Paul right, and then they didn't read James right. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, James is written first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you read Paul, you need to read all of Paul, not just one verse in Romans and Paul talks about works as much as James does or more. Paul says we are created in Christ Jesus for good works Mm -hmm. in the book of Ephesians. Paul talks about we're not saved by works of the law because he's speaking to a Jewish audience who believes that if they just obey Torah they don't have to do anything else. Mm -hmm. They're just saved by doing these things Mm -hmm. and James says yeah and you walked right by that person who was hungry, and and you said, oh, the Lord bless you, mm-hmm. and James is calling that out. Mm-hmm. So those are two completely different things, and so unfortunately, the church, you're right, the church has done that. What I find it ironic is even those who say, only by faith, only by faith. Do you know who they're quoting when they say solo, whatever, what is that Latin? Solified. 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 You know who they're quoting? No. James. Yeah. It's the only place in the Bible where that... Faith alone, there. those two words together are in James. In yeah, James. Right. Yeah. So they're quoting James uh-huh. to say that James is wrong. Right. So I just see that as something where we ought to read the whole New Testament and say, wait, if there's something contradictory, that there's probably something beautiful mm-hmm. in that tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's as,
0: what we're addressing. Totally. And I, as I study both texts, I think Paul and James are calling out, as you said, the same person. Right. Um, they're calling out the person who believes that just because they're Jewish, they're saved. And Paul says it, no, you have to have faith in Jesus Christ. And then James says it from a little bit different angle. Right. He said, no, you need to be able to demonstrate your faith through these works. But they're saying the same thing to the same person. And the right. more you dig into it, it actually clears itself up.
1: Yeah. James is not saying that your works are what get you to heaven. Right. He would never say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who never even drops the name of Jesus, his Mm half-brother. He's so humble. He's not even saying his works will get him to heaven. He talks about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that's his big brother, Jesus, that he grew up with. So the beauty of listening to James and listening to Paul is to listen, wait, where are these guys coming from? Paul is the former Pharisee. James is the brother of Jesus who grew up not believing Jesus was Messiah. And both of them humbly approach grace and mercy, and then James writes... Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mm -hmm. And so just when you're feeling judged by James, then he says, oh, yeah, mercy triumphs over all these feelings you're having. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to honestly confront you because you're deceived. Yeah. If you think that you could follow after Christ and it not affect your daily behavior. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like I love how Jesus just uh, narrows it down to two commands. Do these two commands and you're in. Mm hmm. But the two commands are both impossible to do. Mm -hmm. And James is calling us to faith, but faith is impossible too. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the faith we have in God is given to us by Mm -hmm. God. But the comforting thing is, even the Apostles struggled with their faith. Mm -hmm. Even Thomas struggled with his faith. Uh, And so, man, if those guys struggled, Mm -hmm. then all I have to do is say, God, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm having trouble believing. You know what I was thinking too as I was preparing, and I think this came out in the sermon, some of the people who have the most faith are the people whose faith is not getting them what they've been asking for, mm-hmm. but they're still coming to church. Mm-hmm. They, God has disappointed them time after time, but see, their faith is not in what they were asking God to do for them. Their faith is in God himself, even though they don't understand why he won't get them out of this trial. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love how you reference in your sermon there, there's two different types of people um, you have one group of people who they're 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 struggling because they're they're trying to figure out are their works enough you know th- hmm. y- there's the orphans and widows verse which is beautiful but then if you take it in the wrong direction you begin to put pressure on yourself of okay so now I gotta I gotta do this stuff and then I'm I'm not sure am I right. ha- how many orphans and how many widows do I have to help before it's never enough I feel like my faith is real and then you have people on the other end of the spectrum who pray, a pray prayer at junior high camp right. on this mountaintop experience, emotional high. And they've really made no changes to their, their, their pattern of life. Or maybe it was when they're in their twenties or whatever. Right. And they've lived kind of the same life as they were living before. Right. But they feel this security of, I have my ticket to heaven. Hmm. Um, and these verses in James, and when you compare them to Paul's, it could easily lead you to one of those two things, which neither one is healthy.
1: No, right. and I think the person that's after a ticket to heaven has missed the whole part about a saving relationship with Jesus here on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Christianity is not about a ticket to heaven. Christianity is about a transformation from death to life, whereas I enter into eternal life now, and later I'll spend eternity with Jesus. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, if it's and it's if, if it's not a struggle for the former Catholic, the former Protestant who just believed they were— somehow predestined to heaven regardless of their behavior. I think that a cornerstone, I love how we struggle with this stuff a little bit more than that mm-hmm. and even say, um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I When I, when I hear Paul challenging the, the Jews of the time and James challenging the Jews of the time, it, it reminds me of like Genesis 12 when um, Abram was given the mission of, of, the nation of Israel is actually going to be a blessing to all nations. Hmm. Right. And there was this original mission they had of the way you live life should be so attractive and appealing Hmm. that it's going to draw in all the other nations to, to the way God intended for life to be lived. But yet the Jews could never do that. They always stayed so insular and proud that we're the chosen ones we're the special ones and they elevated themselves up in a way where they, didn't. Li- and so James and Paul are still calling them out for the same issues right after, after Jesus's death. And, um, it's just, it's just amazing to me that we still, I mean, we still struggle with the same things.
1: Yeah. What would the Bay area say about the Christian church? Yes. And Paul, uh, James
0: is really coaching us and it's, it's more than PR and marketing way more than that. It's way deeply spiritual and it's live the life of Christ, but it's also the life of Christ should be lived in a way where the actions are amazing to right. those who aren't a part of us. And they're, right. they're looking at what we're doing. They're looking at the widows and the orphans being served. Right. And they begin to say, hey, there's something to that that I, I really like. I, I want to I learn more about, about this life. About yeah, these if I people. was
1: ever going to become a Christian, I would be a Christian like that guy mm-hmm. because he's not a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the world is looking at, is for us to live out our faith but that's not even why we do it. We do it because if we're not living it out, we should question whether we have it. Mm-hmm. And not to, not for that person who's always agonizing, you know, am I saved? Did I lose my salvation? Now uh, that person needs to be reassured. Your salvation, you, no one can snatch you out of God's hand. But for many of us, we really do give ourselves a break when it comes to uh, a sacrificial love for our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And um, there's not a New Testament writer that would let that person off the hook. Mm-hmm. That's the, the evidence that I'm a Christian is that I act totally different than I would have acted had I not, It's like, who am I doing these good works? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Whether we come from like the heritage of like say the Abraham or whether we come from the other side. Remember James talked about Abraham and then he talked about Rahab. Mm-hmm. And here Rahab, the ultimate outsider, this uh, Canaanite prostitute living in the walls of Jericho in her home, and she becomes just as much a part of Jesus's bloodline as Abraham does. Mm -hmm. And and, and her faith is rewarded and talked about in Hebrews 11, just like Abraham's faith. Mm -hmm. That's the church. The church is full of people who are pedigreed Christians Mm -hmm. sitting right beside people who are thinking, how did I get here? Mm And both of us got here because of grace. Mm-hmm. And we're both living it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We have, um, we have two values here at Cornerstone that help guide us in terms of what, what do we invest money in? What do we hire staff to do in order to achieve the mission and vision that God has given us? One of them is equipping, mm-hmm. which, which we believe that our role as pastors is equip to equip the saints, to equip the people of our church to do ministry. Um, hmm. which is following after James, right? That's why we have that value as a church because, yes, we want people to, to flow in on the weekend. We want people to fill up our community groups, but we're doing those to be able to equip them to send them out to do the ministry that God had designed them to do. So that's one thing. And there are other values, outreach, right? We want to, we want to, we're passionate and you've always led the church in this way. Um, we give a certain percentage away every year right off the top. Right. Um, some years it's, it's scary because... I don't know if we're going to meet our budget because of how much we're giving away. Right. Cause we give it away at the, off the top. Right. That's and our faith walk. Absolutely. And so we've, we have a long history and I've seen it. I got to be missions pastor here for a few years and I, I've seen our reputation with people who don't go to church, who don't know Jesus. People come to faith because of our outreach efforts and that was their exposure. That was their first experience with redefining what, who Jesus is and what church is was through outreach efforts.
1: Churches of people who literally cares for foster kids. Mm -hmm. Churches of people that, Mm -hmm. that goes somewhere in the world and and takes care of people they've never met. And that's what I think the Bay area is hoping church would be. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So if you're listening to this, if you're in your community group, um, as you pray about this, as you talk about it with others, um, our church exists to help equip you, to take that next step, to use your gifts and to serve others and to put your faith into action. And there's all sorts of ways we can help you do that. Um, Talk with your community group leader or get get connected with your campus pastor um, or someone on our team who can help you have a next conversation so that you can explore, okay, what might my next step be? Some people may have heard your sermon and they know exactly what faith action step God has been asking them to take mm-hmm. um, and others maybe help kind of figuring that out and having someone to talk with them and pray and so we're here we want to help you do that um, that's that's our mission as a church is to equip you to live out the life that God has called you to
1: yeah and I think that in our community groups is a good place for us to tell our stories and we tell a lot of stories around here because mm-hmm. it's in the story that you can maybe find yourself and go oh that's what they're talking about um, I need to have faith that's like that And so, don't like if you're new to this, don't be that person that feels dumb. Like, oh, I'm not going to ask that question. No, because even the questions you're asking will will trigger everyone to talk about the stuff they should be talking about Mm -hmm. in the community group meeting. We're trying to grow in Christ. We're trying, and it's not it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And faith is not easy. But uh, for James, he didn't come around to faith in Jesus until after the resurrection. All of that growing up in Jesus' household, he couldn't see it. And that's how some of us are as well. And so who you're becoming in Christ is going to be great. So just take whatever steps God's calling you to, but do take those steps. Don't hold back. Uh, The more you invest, the more you risk, the more you press into who Jesus is, the greater the blessing Mm -hmm. and the greater the reward. Mm -hmm. Um, One other thing before
0: we wrap up, we're in Lent season. And uh, we had a fantastic Ash Wednesday night in Brentwood in Livermore and in Walnut Creek. Um, I got reports from all of them that they were just phenomenal experiences where, where our people were able to worship and kick off the Lent season. Um, is there anything on your heart just around Lent season that you'd want to
1: coach our people on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Last week at the went the, the Lent service. What was it called? Worship night. Ash Wednesday worship night. Got it. Boom. Um, you were there, too. and you I didn't. was sitting in the Livermore Auditorium, which was packed with ashes on my forehead, thinking about my own mortality. And yet I was lifting up the name of the, of the Immortal One. And I thought, this is beautiful. Because mm-hmm. you're humbly, you have the taste of the communion on your tongue and the ashes on your forehead. And like the eternal is just m- meeting the human. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we launched Lent better than we ever have. I think as I go through Lent, one of the things I'm going to challenge people to do, I mean, I I get it. You give up coffee or chocolate or whatever, but that becomes kind of a religious thing to do, basically. One of the things I'd like to see some people give up for the next 40 days is to give up unbelief. I think that God is calling us to greater faith. I think this sermon is calling us to greater faith. And I think that you could accomplish way more if you would just believe In the God you say you believe in and so just tell yourself to stop doubting and stop like ask God for stuff and if it doesn't give it then keep trusting in him but keep going toward him as if he's a good God who's going to do great things in and around you and uh, then I think that by the time we get to celebrating the death of Christ and then his resurrection that's going to that will have purified us and so for the next 40 days to just be a time where I'm just going to push away unbelief Hmm. and I'm going to have faith in God, period. I'm just going to do it. And to see where that takes you.
0: Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, we we hope you have a great week and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Love you.